HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Huertas, a Basque-influenced restaurant in NYC's East Village. Learn more at huertasnyc.com. That's H-U-E-R-T-A-S-N-Y-C.com. This week on Meet and 3, I'm about to go on maternity leave. This is Katie Mosman-Wadler, and before I leave you in the incredibly capable hands of Team HRN, we're rounding out Season 5 with a deep dive into the food rules, weird cravings, and overall hype about eating while pregnant. There are a lot of safe foods to eat, and we shouldn't be sort of assuming that just because something is raw that it's dangerous. I just found myself feeling like there was an alien piloting my body and brain and uh, totally changed the way that I ate. So was it the eggplant? Sure. Why not? I just don't know. Tune in to this week's episode of Meet and 3 anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'll be back soon with our newest and tiniest producer in tow. Joyous New Year, nobody's crying, everything is fine. Happy New Year, Nicole, don't you look at me like that. Welcome to Life's a Banquet. <laughs> Welcome to Life's a Banquet, a show about the highs and lows of all things edible, spreadable, and pourable with yo hosts. <laughs> my Nicole Bailey, my Nicole Bailey, my Nicole Bailey, <laughs> and my Zara Tangora. <laughs> Pleasure seeing you. This same. year. Yes, same for me. Listen, what's going on? You look completely different. Um, I think I wore this outfit last time <laughs> you saw me. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. You look the same. Beautiful as always. Mm-hmm. Beautiful as the day you were born. Find something that works. You got to go with it. <laughs> Hi, what's going on? How was your uh, Christmas and New Year's? It was good. I went to Indianapolis. I drove there in a car. That's wild. That's a very long drive. A Nissan Sentra. Did you pee in a jar or in a toilet? No, they have um, rest stops ah. along the way. Rest stops are dangerous, though. Little known fact. <laughs> I'd be fearful for <laughs> I my think life. They are dangerous, but they're more dangerous in the 70s than they are right now. That's absolutely true. In the 70s, it was like a complete death trap mm-hmm. littered with glory holes. No McDonald's's. No. And like Panera Bread. No lights. Yeah, no lights. Very dark. There are no Panera Breads now. Really? I mean, on the on the Turnpike, the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Do you have, have any snacks? Uh, yeah, I eat fast food. I like to eat fast food. What you have? We had. I mean, we. I mean, I <laughs> ate a lot of McDonald's with my parents because okay. my nephew's six, and that's all he wants to eat. Mm. 
Um, you only want to eat a double hamburger, not a double cheeseburger. Oh, Fine. wow. It's fascinating. That's shocking. Um, and so we ate a lot of McDonald's. I ate Pizza Hut. Oh. Also, my parents. On the road, I think, what did I eat? Arby's. Oh, I ate Arby's. Really? I've never been to an Arby's. Can you give me a breakdown of what an Arby's sandwich is like? I don't eat this roast beef sandwiches that oh. I have there. Because I don't like roast beef. What do you get? Just the curly fries. Oh, just curly fries. Mm-hmm. What is an Arby's sandwich, though? I'm picturing it being very wet. Thinly sliced roast beef on a seeded uh, bun? On a soaking wet roll? No, it's not like a French dip. Oh, okay. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> I'm picturing it like, covered in broth. No. <laughs> no. Soaking in broth. Hmm. No. Well, since what? you asked, I had a really... <laughs> <laughs> since you asked, I had a... A mixed holiday. I okay. feel blue. Yes. Uh, I'm literally, I'm blue. I'm wearing blue from head to toe. Except for your shoes. Except for my shoes, which are brown. Uh, you know, the usual heartbreak, sadness, depression, sinking in. <laughs> but my actual holiday, I had a great time on Christmas. We went to Bamonte's, mm-hmm. uh, yearly tradition. My mom brought us all glasses uh, that turn every light into the Star of David. So we were a bunch of, like, funny, silly Jews in the middle of Bamonte's Christmas celebration, and it was very fun. That sounds cute. It was very cute. Uh, and then I went to the Carlisle Hotel on Christmas Day to Bellman's oh, okay. Bar and had drinks. Saw I love Bellman's. Yeah, it's classic. Really just a piano player? I mean, lost art. <laughs> <sighs> so I did that. I tried to get out of bed for a while. I went to go see Uncut Gems. Then we went to the Carlisle. Then we had some Chinese food. Yeah. And I came home and cried in my pillow. Cute. Spent a lot of time alone. Just like baby Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Doing my best DJ impression. <laughs> uh, and then I catered a really fun, fancy New Year's Eve party that I do every year. Right. And here we are, staring down the barrel of this glass of, I think it's called wine. Apparently. Yeah. So, guys, we're going to do um, a year-end wrap-up because we're sure you haven't heard enough of those. year-end review. A year-end review. Our review of this year. And I only give it two stars. <laughs> I haven't thought of a rating yet. I need a whole year to decide. Well, I always say that the best years are the years, and I actually say this because I stole it from a former friend of ours, Ryan Cross in, um, that the best years are the years that have good glasses. So, you know, like when you wear like those like Happy New Year, like I'm wearing wacky like 2019 glasses. Oh, like the actual physical plastic glass. Correct. So like if they're glasses that make sense as a pair of glasses, like for instance, 2000 or any really of the early aughts were all, and they were great years for me and great glasses. Like 2011, that's, that's going to be a bad year. That's a bad glasses year. 2010 is a good glasses year as is 2020. So I have high hopes looking into next year. 19. It's fine. You can see out of the nine. (laughs) (laughs) You can see out of the nine. Fascinating. Yeah. That is a weird, a weird way to think about it. But is it? It's interesting. <laughs> I think it makes perfect sense. <laughs> um, also, I would never wear those glasses because they're very uncomfortable and scratchy. Yeah, and they're only for total total dweebs. Great. So, what did you think of this year? Well, did you like it? It was like a year that was sort of mixed with pain, political pain sorrow and also just sort of like (laughs) (laughs) I had started a new job so I was kind of working through having a new job so for me this year was kind of like not a a terror fireball it was Mm -hmm. kind of like me focusing on this new job slash looking at the news 
closing my eyes really tight and going back to work <laughs> and then, then getting a second job and then having two jobs. So yeah. I think this year was perfectly acceptable as a year for me personally. For the world, it's probably one of the last ones we have left, but <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Let's hope so. Um, yeah, I know. It's terrible. I can't stop looking at pictures of <laughs> kangaroos. It's or not koalas. Koalas. Funny. Listen, I want to preface this. I need to make sure that everybody knows. I do not think this is funny. I think it's a tragedy. I think they understand it. We're laughing through our pain. I think what's funny is that for some reason, I can't stop looking at pictures of burned koalas. (laughs) And it's like really upsetting to me to see. And I really, you know, I've donated some money and I want to do some stuff to help. But I think it's just that the koalas look so sad. And also I feel so sad right now that Mm -hmm. there's something about I'm commiserating in you know, kind of a pain with them. Although obviously they've been burned, so their pain is way worse. So like the your spirit animal is a burned koala. <laughs> At this point, yes, <laughs> it used to be a regular koala. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of feel the same. Like I did. I there were many things about this year that were really positive and wonderful. I had been in a relationship all year that was taxing for me in a lot of ways, but I really loved the person a lot, and so it was like a good mix of like growth. Uh, it was hard. And now I feel sad about it because it kind of ended with the year ending. But neat, though. Very neat. Exactly. Really. I was like, new year, new you. Huh, Tangora? (laughs) Um, But, you know, that actually, in hindsight, uh, I learned a lot. And I don't mean that sarcastically. So that was actually, I look at it as a positive and what a good person he was. Uh, He's dead now. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) He's like, nope, not going to make it. I was going to make a joke about burned animals. Don't go there. Let's not do that. He's very much alive. Oh, thank God. Um, I start. I also had started a new job, which I thought was going to be like a career, you know, beginning job for me, like a mm-hmm. new career. Yep. Um, I got this like big job as a culinary director for a consulting firm. And shortly after, <laughs> the company tanked very much fire, <laughs> a la fire festival style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really all a sham. Um, it's fun, though. That I was, love scam stories. It was. I should do a podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> An investigative pot. I need pain. Where's Payne Lindsay when you need him? Let's call him. Payne, get on the case. But um, so that was difficult, but a lot of really good times with friends, a lot of good eating. Um, you know, I think eating good in the neighborhood. I did eat good in the neighborhood, and uh, each year becomes a little bit more rich, I think, because you get not financially, of course, but just like. <laughs> It's because uh, you're staring into the void. Like right. you're starting to realize that you're going to die. Exactly. <laughs> At any moment. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, especially if this fucking skin cancer that I've been allowed to, like, metastasize on my shoulder continues to This is a food podcast, grow. so don't talk about Okay, stop bad. eating. I have a growth. Um, should we talk about some of the top things? <laughs> I love the idea of somebody sitting down to eat a meal to listen to this <laughs> podcast. They're like, hmm, I'm glad that I saved my chicken pot pie for 6 p.m. on the dot. Put on cue, life's a banquet. Oh and, God. oh, a growth. Arf. And yeah. they just throw it out the window. So we're going to stop talking about cancer. <laughs> And dead temporarily. <laughs> They're still alive, some of them. Um, <laughs> think of the alive koalas. Um, <laughs> but we're going to do a, a year in review that's, you know, a little bit different from our typical show setup. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. We got back from break. We need a little breather. So we're just going to talk about the year in terms of, like, entertainment and food and what we were listening to and staring at and eating, right? Yes, please. Do you want to begin with your questions and your answers? Yeah. Well, I want to, yes. So I basically decided we should talk about movies since we both 
watch a ton of movies, mm-hmm. and I thought that I watched a ton of movies, but this year, I guess I was more into podcasts. But um, so I actually had to go on IMDb and look at all the movies that came out in 2019 because, of course, I can't remember right what happened like a month ago, let alone in January of 2019. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Absolutely not. Um, What'd you find? So I wrote down the movies that I saw. That and I didn't. It was a bad year for movies. I think is my overall. Interesting. Opinion. I disagree. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So um, the movies that I did like that I saw in the theater, and this is just movies I saw in the theaters for the most part. Uh, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which we both like. I'd say I loved it. I actually yeah. bought it last night on Amazon and watched it for a fourth time. Oh, I like that you made like the DVD. No, I bought the rights to it. I own it. <laughs> I own the film. You can buy the rights to a movie that's already been made. Mm-hmm, exactly. Wow. I'm learning so much in this Hollywood podcast. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Now Brad Pitt is my butler. Cute. Um, I also was really into Happy Death Day Part 2, oh. which is like a horror movie. <laughs> I didn't and see that. It's actually really good. I didn't see it the first one. I watched them in succession. I watched them together. Like, oh, okay. One after the other. And it's a cute, fun romp um, with the serial killer. Nice. Um, I also saw Beach Bum. Oh, I didn't see that. The I really Matthew liked, McConaughey. I liked it. Was it a Harmony Corinne movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I love, I do love Harmony Corinne, of it's course. It's just like, it's kind of just like silly and... I'd love to see it. I don't know how I missed it, actually. Yeah, it's on Netflix or something. That's how I watched it, so... Um, mm. Okay, cool. Check, check it out. out. Maybe Hulu, even, weirdly. Ooh! <laughs> Hulu? Calm down. Um, we both liked Booksmart. Loved Booksmart. It was really fun. I went in with no expectations whatsoever and was very pleasantly surprised. Same. I thought it was one of, I really think that was one of the top mm, 10 best movies of the year. Um, I saw Ready or Not, which is that like movie where the blonde girl has to be hunted by the rich family. <laughs> you don't remember this? No. Is it like the most dangerous game? No. Do they, do they hunt her? Do they find her? The premise is that she marries into this extraordinarily wealthy family uh-huh. and on the eve of their wedding, they have to play a game, and the game ends up being hide-and-seek, but the goal is then to actually murder her and sacrifice her to... Oh. Spoiler alert. A devil. Oh. <laughs> a anyway, devil? It's just like, you know, like kind of like a Clue-esque <coughs> little pair. Yeah, know. like a family It's film. a very l- simple movie that wasn't like deep or amazing, but mm-hmm. I had a great time watching it. Oh, good. Um, and I saw Star Wars, the last Star Wars, and you know what? I'm going to freaking go out on a limb and say that I liked it. Everyone can suck it. You know what I'm going to say? I've never seen a single or married Star Wars. Mm, well, never. I don't like space. Sure. I'm not into it. But you know what? I guess now that I'm single, somebody could change my mind. <laughs> Some space nerd out there. Not me, though. This whole podcast is just a plug to get me a new boyfriend. It could only be a boyfriend that changed your mind? Yeah, that's it. I, I only listen to men's opinions. Sure, that makes sense. <laughs> so that's all the movies that you saw? That's the movies that I liked. Oh, Okay. There's movies I did not like. Okay. Do you want to talk about them or? Yeah, I'm going to talk about them. Okay. Get ready. Sure. Downton Abbey. Sucked. Didn't see it. Um, Isn't it romantic? That Rebel Wilson, Rebel, whatever her name is. I never saw it. It's like a retelling of a rom-com from like the perspective of a woman, but uh, also like how silly rom-coms are, but it just didn't quite, didn't land. Never saw it. Um, Us, I was disappointed by the movie Us. A lot of people feel differently. I feel similarly. I'm sorry. I, Doctor Sleep was a horrible trash movie. Didn't see it. (laughs) It's like the sequel to The Shining. Oh, okay. Um, And, you know, Midsummer. I was not a fan. I know a lot of other people liked it, but it was not my cup of tea. I didn't see it either. Or psychedelic mushroom tea. (laughs) 
Not your cup of green tea. That's it. That's all I saw. Okay. Well, some movies that I saw that I liked. I think my number one film of the year was Uncut Gems. I, I loved it. It's amazing. I Adam Sandler is truly America's sweetheart. <laughs> um, it was it was really great. Uh, I also loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I just mm-hmm. listened to Brad Pitt and Leo on Mark Maron's podcast the other day. Mark Maron, God bless you, but like he was so nervous interviewing them. I was like, wow. It kind of like humanized him, but they were great. And it just made me like the film more because Brad Pitt is like an incredible, sexy person. Alcoholic. Wow. That's fine. Sure. Listen, I'm not trying to marry him. I'm just trying to look at his body. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved Marriage Story very, very much. I know that we... Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I'm not, I was not a fan. Yeah, I know you didn't like it. I loved it. I thought it was incredible. That was maybe my third favorite film of the year. Um, I loved Parasite. I thought Parasite was fine. Really? Interesting. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think those were some of my top faves. Yeah. Of the year. You Parasite, know, I just felt like <clears throat> everyone was really freaking out about it. And right. what it ended up being was like a good movie and like director is really cool and yeah. he's a great director. It's a good movie. Um, but it's not like this, um, I don't know, people, I think people were like really patting themselves on the back for going to see like a Korean movie yes. about class and <laughs> exactly. I'm like, and that really annoyed me. It was very self-congratulatory. Like, yeah. have you seen Parasite? Well, I really understood the meaning of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Immediately. But I did like it. I, I mean, <laughs> of course of you people. understood the meaning of it. It really beats you over the head. It, it sure does, yes. <laughs> Literally beats you over the head. Um, so those are my faves. Oh, and I liked Little Women. Um, Which I, I have not seen. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, okay, next question. I'm ready. Oh, you want me to ask? Oh, I thought know. we were going to go back No, no, we, we will. We okay. plan this for sure. Yeah, we're on top of our game. Don't worry. <laughs> um, top fave new restaurants or just restaurants that you were going back to that you always loved. Yeah. And that you still love. Top fave. <laughs> top fave. So I will say that I Winson is my favorite restaurant of 2019. It's probably my favorite restaurant in Brooklyn present day. That's amazing. I have not yet been and I it feel so, so silly. so good. You must go. We okay. will go together because it's close by. Okay. Um, I also, this year, ate at Little Deb's with you. Yes. And that was one of my favorite meals of 2019. It's such a wonderful so place, and the food was truly great. Yeah. Um, Ops is, just continues to be a standby for me, even though it's in freaking Ridgewood. Um, just classic. I went to their year anniversary, or two-year anniversary party this year. Yeah. One of their anniversary Where parties. do the years go? Um... Just a great, fun place. Know a bunch of people that work there, and mm-hmm. you know, Ops is a fave of mine as well. Ops is in Ridgewood, and it's just like very simple pizza and salads, but just so fucking good. Oh, are we allowed to talk about other pizza restaurants on this? Just kidding. <laughs> the only pizza <laughs> restaurant is this one that we're sitting recording in, Roberta's, in the heart of Bushwick. Good job. Um, I also shame a ton, so I ate there with you a couple of times, mm-hmm. and I just think that it's really well done, and in this day and age a restaurant that kind of like surprised me a little bit with how well executed everything is. Agreed. Um, So I like that place. And Apollonia, the place by Mm -hmm. my house, for the pure reason of that it's a nice all-day cafe near my house, near-ish my house, that I can hang out at. And um, it's really cute inside. And the staff is wonderful. So It is lovely. I liked it there as well. Um, So since you asked, some of my top favorite restaurants of the year, I share the ones that you already mentioned. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to add on top of that. I love La Crocodile. We only went once from the team that uh, oh, right. has Shane Matant. They opened La Crocodile in the White Hotel. You know, we really missed a huge opportunity there, though, because their french fries are different. Oh. And I didn't realize that 
So they actually have real skinny fries there. <gasps> I know. I can't believe that we I know. Didn't get we went them. to the friends and family. We really could have ordered anything we wanted for free. And we were modest because we didn't want to be gross pigs. Well, Not like in- I'm happy to be a gross pig. I just didn't think, th- I thought the fries were the same ones at Shane Mattel, oh, which right. are delicious, but yeah. very filling very and filling. Like wide. You know, you've eaten them. Yes. I mean more of a pig in terms of being greedy and ordering oh, sure, a lot sure, of free sure, food, not sure. in terms of eating a lot. Uh, that I'm happy to do. Um, <laughs> I like I like Polly G's Slice Shop. I think that the slices are pretty good, but yeah. I like the vibe in there. And I think it's cute that he... I like Polly G as a person. And I think he's a nice... What? Nothing. Yeah. I think he has a good vibe. I like that he, you know, what he brings to the neighborhood. And I like I liked that place. Yeah. I disagree with you on that. Um, really? I don't think that the pizza slices are very good. They're dry. The crust is too hard and crunchy. Mm. And it irritates me that people wait in line for, like, mediocre pizza. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Agree <laughs> to disagree. And then some things that I always like, Bamonte's continues to be a great place to just, like, go saddle up and get a drink yep. and hang out at the bar. It's the best vibe ever. Oldest restaurant in Brooklyn located in Williamsburg. Um, I really like what they're doing at Marlon Sons now with the Japanese mm-hmm. menu, which I at first was like a little bit like willing to scoff at, like, oh, okay. And then I was really pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, I agree. It's I, delicious. Yeah. It's really, really good. Maybe better than it's been in a long time. And another place that's not a restaurant, but I want to shout out <laughs> that it continues to be great year after year. Ace Hardware. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> Marie's Crisis, that piano bar in the West Village. Yeah. Where everybody sings Broadway show tunes. Mm-hmm. I don't know the song, so I, you know, I can't participate necessarily, but it's just like a fun place to be. And I went a couple times this year and I was like, I fucking am so glad this place exists. I'm glad it exists. I don't know if I want to go there. I love it. Every I love going <laughs> in a place where everyone's happy. It's actually so rare. I have I work with some actors who have tried to convince me that we should go back. So maybe I will revisit it. Oh yes. I just I don't know. You must. Okay, let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about our next topic. Bye. Goodbye. This episode is brought to you by Huertas. Huertas serves Basque-influenced fare, evoking the lively eating and drinking culture of northern Spain and creatively inspired by our home in NYC. Consider Huertas for your next event. Their private room is perfect for work dinners, baby showers, and birthday parties. There's even a small patio attached. Learn more at huertasnyc.com. That's H-U-E-R-T-A-S-N-Y-C.com. And we're back! Hello! Oh, hi. Nicole, what's your uh, what's your next question for me? Shoot! Okay, so this is for me going to be a long... I'm going to have to edit this way down, but this is, the, this is the year that I think I came into myself as a podcast listener. I, like, literally... And a podcaster! And also now I am on a podcast. Um, but before this last year, I didn't really listen to podcasts or totally understand the appeal. Mm-hmm. Like, I would try to listen to them and I couldn't pay attention and, like... I would try to listen to them when I was running. My first foray was like Lena Dunham's podcast. I would try to jog and listen to her podcast. I didn't know she had a podcast. It, I think it's now defunct, but okay. um, she had some cool people on that oh, cool. she interviewed for a while. And I'm not even a fan of hers. I don't know. I have a complicated relationship with her, but um, <laughs> it, I just didn't quite understand it. So, okay. And then one day it all clicked, and then I became like obsessed. Like The year in review on my Spotify is like, you listen, this year you listen to like 45 million hours of podcasts versus <laughs> last year when it was like six. And I was like, That's funny. Wild. So what would you like? So my list is so long. 
it fills up this whole page. Oh my god! But I'm just I edited it down so it, now it only fills up this whole page. Oh my Jesus Christ, Nicole! <laughs> okay, get to it. We only got like 20 okay, minutes left. Okay, so mostly I'm just gonna call these out and we can talk about them a little bit. But there's just too much to talk okay. about here. Um, and some of the stuff we've already talked about. Sure. But, so I'm true crime. I just put that in its own genre because uh-huh. that's what got me into it in the first place. I think. Um, I like Generation Y. I think I told you about that. It's mm-hmm. just like, it's kind of boring. Like, it's just like two guys. I listen to it. Very dryly. It is boring. It's like, I fall asleep to it almost. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of enjoy it. I don't know why. Yeah, don't listen to it when you're driving. Definitely not. <laughs> um, Crime Junkie, I have to shout that out because yeah. she's from Indiana, where I am also from. I like Crime Junkie. And... Uh, case file, which you do not like, but that's the one with the anonymous Australian host who tells about the super yeah. gross. He's like, and what you didn't know is that he was <laughs> eating head brines for breakfast with peanut butter. Yes, that's what it's like. The, the really dark. It was peanut butter murders. all over the brine. Peanut butter, pina cotta. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> that was very good. Thank you. Um, up and Vanished, loved. Uh-huh. Live, laugh, loved. Um, Culpable, which we have not talked about. I have not listened to it. It's really good. It's really upsetting. Okay, I haven't um, listened to it. It's depressing, kind of. I mean, what true crime podcast isn't ultimately depressing? But um, my favorite murder. I was very funny. intrigued by it and like kept wanting to listen to more. Um, then I have to live and die in LA. I, I started listening to it and I didn't finish it. It was also depressing and sort of anticlimactic a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed it. The Root of Evil. I loved it. So dark. Loved it. Very upsetting. Really great, though. Weird, bad family stuff. Yeah. Um, Billy Balls. Battle of Billy Balls. Loved Ballad of Billy Balls. Loved. Thought it went on a tad too long, but... Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I an interesting, it was very cool. Yeah. A very much, like, cool way of, like, tricking the listener into... 100%. It was very something tricky. something else, but, like, not in a bad way. Agreed. Like, and is Ilo Tillett right the coolest name of anybody yes. in the entire world? Hard to figure out how to spell, but yes. good. Um, Over My Dead Body, that came out early. Oh, yeah, that was great. It was fun. Yeah. Um, this isn't, nece- I mean, I, this is kind of true crime, but the 30 for 30 Bikram. Oh, I didn't listen to that. It's good. But it's, 30 for 30 in general is just so awesome. Yeah, that one, I didn't know. I'm not like a yoga person, so there's yeah. so much that I didn't really know about it and it, how culty it was. Yeah, it's crazy. And how disgustingly creepy that yeah. a man can be if you give him a tiny bit of power and a loincloth. Um <laughs> Keep that man away from that cloth. <laughs> um, I uncover, which is like a multi-part series of different. Each one's a different story, but this is the Nexium cult. Do you, oh, mm-hmm. I just of course. To this. Yeah. Have you listened to it? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, what a wild, and really wild. Interestingly, like a coworker of mine works at another bar that his coworker is like implicated in some way in this. Oh cult. my god! Yeah. In Nexium, that's yeah. wild. I know. I was like, whoa. Um, I, the broken, the Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein podcast called broken, where they kind of examine not only like his whole deal, but also like the systems in place that allowed it to go on for so long without him actually getting right. I didn't listen to that. I did listen to the, uh, mysterious Mr. Epstein, which I liked. I also like, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Although I fell asleep to it a couple of times. Um, bad batch isn't necessary. I don't know if it's true crime or not, but had, did you listen? I to didn't that? listen to it. I enjoy that. It's really interesting just to see. I really like when people like scam people like yeah. I love a scam artist story. a good scam artist story is amazing it's truly um, and then also the queen which I haven't talked to you about but it's this really great podcast about this woman who essentially was the queen the myth of the welfare queen is oh. based on her oh wow and so she's this really interesting woman who actually did like break the law and like um, did sort of scam people out of money and scammed maybe the welfare system a little bit oh my gosh um, but it, it also goes into like the myth of the welfare 
queen and how that sort of informed politics of the time and how like it changed the way that we like it, it's it's really really interesting um and really depressing okay. um, but it's really good to like go back to the 80s and like figure out like where did that sort of myth yeah. come from and why and- oh jesus christ i almost just broke the whole studio matt <laughs> relax have a seat. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm just getting excited about podcasts. He was falling asleep. Though. Um, and then, okay, so moving on. I'm Jesus. I'm still not done. Don't even try to stop me. Um, okay, so this is more fun stuff. Nice Try, the utopian one, is really cool because this woman goes through and talks about, in history, people's attempts at having utopias and oh. how they fail, and it's really fun. Yeah, it's hard to start a utopia. It's also just like, People are such narcissist jerks. Yeah, totally. Do you remember Fruitopia, the drink? Yeah, I do. I was upset. I like the fruit punch flavor. Yeah, that's yeah. more reasonable, I think, than a Utopia. Yeah, and those commercials were cool. Psychedelic. Yeah, exactly. Um, then The Dream, which we talked about. Love The Dream. I haven't listened to the second season yet, but it's yeah. fab. It's great. Drilled is something I just started listening to. It's really interesting. It's basically talking about the oil industry in West Texas oh, from a perspective wow. of someone who is from there and who's worked in the oil fields. Um, I've already learned so much and it's going to apparently take a turn about climate change but right now it's at the beginning stages and I'm really really into it amazing um, slow burn we both loved mm-hmm. um, you're wrong about have you listened to that you're wrong about no it's it's really cool it's basically these two people these two journalists um, talk about like big stories from the 90s oh wow uh, that we don't really know the actual true story behind. So they did like Terry Schiavo. They oh, doing, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, they're okay. doing like Elias Gonzalez okay. and like um, Acid Rain, like all kinds yeah, of things that were in the yeah, media yeah. that we actually don't really know. Yeah, totally. The truth behind. Um, and then the dropout I enjoyed, which is the one about Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. I and didn't listen to that. I, it's good. Yeah. Um, so many white guys is the, from the two dope Queens woman whose name I did not write down. Oh, Phoebe Robinson. Yeah. Or Jess Williams. Um, I think it's Phoebe Robinson. Okay, cool. Um, I think that's the name of her book too. That makes she, sense. they just interview white dudes, but it's oh, like, cool. that's <laughs> funny, <laughs> but not always. They also interview women. Actually, they don't interview white dudes at all. They interview women and talk about the business and just like, oh, it's, cool. it's really cool. Um, still processing. That's the, I the like New York Times. Yeah. The 1619. New York Times. Didn't listen to that. Oh, it's so good. The okay. slavery. You should definitely listen I will. to it. It's incredible. Um, and then Cocaine and Rhinestones. My favorite podcast, maybe, of all time. Okay. Is hard to listen to because his voice is difficult to listen to, mm-hmm. but the it's like history of country music from the oh, perspective of... that's amazing. I didn't listen to that. It's so good. I love it. Is it like Aaron Menke difficult? Like, welcome to This Is Lore. No. Imagine having sex with him. Like, Ew, I don't I want to. I'm putting a condom on now. We're going to have sex. I'm Aaron Menke. <laughs> this is sex. <clears throat> I can't do an impersonation of it. It's just very jarring. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to quickly tell you mine. Hurry. Um, <laughs> my number one favorite is Dak Shepard, uh, Armchair right. Expert. It's incredible for anyone who thinks maybe Dak Shepard is like a tool because yes, the name sounds like he's a tool. And cause you've seen him in TV like, shows. So not true. <laughs> Couldn't be more of like an intelligent, <laughs> introspective, like amazing interviewer. By far the best interviewer around. Like he, the show is incredible and the people really go deep. And it's really fascinating. And he has, like, experts on on Thursdays from their field. And it's I, I'm obsessed with it. I'm really obsessed with it. It's a really, really good show. Um, also love Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend mm-hmm. because I just, like, love Conan O'Brien. And, like, 
big shout out to the last episode with Charles Barkley, who may be the funniest person ever to live. Yes. Honest to God. Like it really, I, I've been in kind of a dark place and I listened to that and I was laughing out loud in my kitchen and I kind of came back to life a little bit. Cute. Then I died again oh. when it was over. <clears throat> um, I also really like the dream. I always love my favorite murder. Mm-hmm. And what else did I love this year? Oh, uh, root of evil. You already said that. Um, how did this get made? We were talking about yesterday is yeah. amazing. Love it. Um, and all, all, Always and forever criminal, Phoebe Judge. I've never listened for to president. that. Oh, criminal is the best. Very short brand for me to not listen to it. You gotta listen to it. And there's so many episodes. It's so great. Okay, I want to talk about food trends. Great. So the first one that I want to talk about is CBD. Mm. Now I don't like to nay. I don't like to yuck other people's yums. You don't? Not really. Okay. I really don't. I really like. I I was asking that honestly. No, I really don't like. I think like <laughs> I'm somebody, and I would hope you would attest to this. That tends, to, of course, I gripe, but I tend to like things more than I don't like them. I don't like to sit around and bitch and hate on things. I I really don't. I'd sure. rather like go somewhere and be like, I liked that restaurant. Be like, can did you see when that happened and that happened? Like, yeah. At this point in my life, I really am. I'm much more of a of a celebrator. However, I like to strike a balance between complaining actively and also having an open mind. Yeah, just being someone who's always yucking a yum, that's not cool. I think it's way cooler to like stuff. Life is short. So I will say, though, that I think CBD is fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like, no offense, but... Uh, it's I just like fucking CBD. stupid. Honestly, I'm sorry. It's something that really does, like, give... I'm a massive eye roll to the point of giving me a migraine. It's fascinating how it just took over the nation. Yeah, like, listen. In if, 30 seconds. If you're truly drinking, like, a $10 sparkling water and getting yourself some chill god bless i don't care do your thing like you know really none of this is my business but there's something about it when i walk through my neighborhood which like i don't know there's people just like peddling like cbd latte like ten dollars i'm kind of like what's happening to the world i feel like like dennis leary about it i'm like what's wrong with a regular fucking cup of coffee Well, so much. Well, really, yes, the co- coffee's also extremely <laughs> problematic. We should just stay inside and drink water out of the toilet. I think that CBD is is interesting. It's just a wellness trend. I was swept up in it at first because I didn't understand that it was all a scam of lies. It's a scam, and it really bothers me. I definitely me. have had a $35 CBD latte. Okay, well, I need I need to not see that anymore. Um, so some of the weirdest CBD products that I found, CBD water, which isn't that weird, CBD raw cookie dough bites. <laughs> 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 CBD sparkling water called Sweet Reason. Sweet Reason. Yeah. And there's right now over a thousand CBD products on the market, which sounds like not even a lot at all. I feel like there's way more. I know. There's that's also what, like that recess drink that's like, it's yes. a can of seltzer. That makes me just angry. It's I like look $40. at that. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fuck that, man. Have we really gone that far in that direction that that's I, what we're doing? I mean, that's what happens when you live in New York City sometimes, though. A fucking $10 if seltzer we were, with no alcohol in it? If we were in LA, this would be like 10 times worse. I know that like I'm preach I'm just like jo- chiming on this discussion late. Like can you believe yeah, like, a $10 seltzer? But honestly, you sound like Jay Leno. Honest to goodness, <laughs> I am Jay Leno. I'm one third Jay Leno. Um now the next thing that really gets my goat is the goddamn keto diet. Now I want to read you something from uh, Muscle and Fitness magazine. Thank you. Okay. Quote, you've heard of the trendy ketogenic diet. I have. Uh, you've probably heard some some of the low carb, high fat nutrition strategy uh, reported uh, side effects from the keto flu 
to keto breath to diarrhea or constipation. <laughs> There's no shortage of them, but the latest alleged side effect in the, is in a league of its own. Some women claim that the keto diet has led to a phenomenon dubbed as keto crotch, a strong, Uh-oh. unpleasant vaginal odor as a result of dietary change. A strong, unpleasant vaginal odor. Yeah. So is this real or is this an excuse for some women that just may, maybe already have a strong vaginal odor and they're like, it's not me, it's my keto crotch. Or maybe their husband has keto breath and, you know, Oh, and goes down saying, on them and gives it. them the keto crotch. Mm-hmm. It's contagious. So it's a man's fault. Oh, ex- like, like everything else. <laughs> keto annoys me. I see these people like walking around they're like, I feel so sick, but like, you know, and I'm really not losing any weight. Uh, but listen, people, I'm keto. people love to have an excuse to have a really bad headache. And I oh. think that that is a true experience in my lifetime. Maybe because I work in the restaurant industry, but some people are just like, Ugh. and I, in my experience, I've been vegetarian. I haven't been, I, I've been vegetarian. I started eating meat again. I did not immediately projectile vomit. I think yeah. that some people are just like very sure delicate and sensitive when it comes to their constitution. Right. They're and like, Oh my God, my crotch, the keto. Flu. I did actually do low carb though last year. And I, think that I experienced not the keto flu. I had like weird, like hangover symptoms, uh-huh. um, mild, mild, mild. How was your crotch? My keto crotch did not get, <laughs> I didn't, I guess I didn't activate it. Like I didn't get <laughs> low enough carbs. <laughs> I'm going to fucking die. Um, and then I have just one last line about this that says Duncan Hines launching keto cupcakes. Oh, okay. I will eat those. Okay. Perfect. I am on board. Another trend non-alcoholic drinks. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's not necessarily this year, but this is the year that that non-alcoholic bar opened in Greenpoint. Right. Which is interesting. Uh, It's also the whole thing, the whole article came out about Sober Curious. Sure. And that's another issue that other people have covered. Yeah. Then I don't need to get into it. Be sober or don't. I really don't care. Um, I just think it's interesting. Another thing, White Claw can cocktails. And then under that I wrote, Zima must be rolling in its grave. Poor Zima. Poor Zima. All right. I mean, or Zima's like, you know what? You're welcome. Yeah, exactly. I birthed you. Um, California healthy rainbow unicorn is on the downturn. I don't know what that is. Like rainbow bagels and like, you know, like avocado uh, toast and like millennial pink is all very corny. It's like really any trend that starts off as like has somewhat legitimacy to it. Sure. Becomes obviously such a joke. Like back in the day and it was like Edison bulbs and stuff like, you know, like an Edison bulb. <laughs> You're comparing Edison bulbs to the Corona? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> because Edison bulbs in the beginning and in reality. Oh, I'm saying because people use them now. Right. Are okay. nice looking. Got right. It, but it, they were. So overused in the whole speakeasy 1920 handlebar mustache thing in like the 2010. Yeah. Then quickly became so corny. And then the same thing, obviously, like three years ago with like the whole California cuisine, avocado toast, <laughs> succulents, cuisine. <laughs> lean cuisines <laughs> taking over the nation. Um, you know, and then like gimmicky food, it's all going down. It's, yeah. That's all turning down. I mean, we'll see. I think that the problem is that the internet has created a sea of like sameness. Yeah. You know, like that's why every restaurant looks the same and agreed. And then I wrote plant-based oat milk. Pea milk is apparently a thing. Excuse me. Can you imagine going in and being like, I'll have a pea milk latte. I need more information. What pea is- milk. It's made from peas. Oh. Or from human pea. It's made from peas? Yes. That's not keto. I'm going to blast through the rest of these. Mezcal. Ugh. 
That's not 2019. That's like the last. But tw- now everybody loves Mezcal. Everywhere you go, everyone liked Mezcal three years ago. That's true, but they're liking it more. They they like it so much they want to marry it. I would say that everyone under the age of 30 exclusively drinks Mezcal. I fucking don't <laughs> like Mezcal. It gives me a headache. Uh, dry aged poultry. Uh, <laughs> cool. Um, ghost restaurants, which I thought meant restaurants that were haunted with ghosts. Apparently, it's a place where, like, they don't actually have anyone in them ever. They just are strictly made for delivery. Oh, I mean, that's an Indian restaurant in a neighborhood. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Indian ghosts. Um, cute hotel restaurants in small towns where everything looks the same, which are Hudson. cute. Yeah, which are cute, but, like, ugh. Um, okay, and that's it. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything to add? Um, wait, I wrote something down here. Oh, well, we were actually talking about lasagna, but that's a real thing that's happening. Yeah, lasagna like, is now trending. that I notice it, it's everywhere. Everybody is obsessed with lasagna now, and I just want to say, I have to say this, I invented lasagna. I know. <laughs> I invented lasagna. I did not, but in the year 2010 when I opened Brucey, <laughs> uh, the one thing I've ever done with my life, we had a lasagna program where you'd bring in your own pan. I feel like we make, we help make lasagna cool. And I just want that every time you bite into a lasagna this year and the year of lasagna, you think of my face. Well, I do actually kind of want to plug you a little bit. Please. With your catering. I, I wish you would plug I have me. Two, <laughs> I can't because of my keto Plug crush. me again. <laughs> <laughs> when your keto crotch dries up, mm-hmm. please plug me. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Um, but I have two friends who have babies on the way, and I thought it would be cool to get them oh, yeah. lasagna. Of course. I think it's a cool thing to do. Absolutely. Um, and then they can just keep it in their freezer. That's great. And every time they remember to eat, 100. it's there. Totally. So you can do that. You cater. Um, the other thing that I had was, um, oh, no, you said it already, but the CBD. So. Okay. Well, I think, you know, I, I, I think I covered it. Now, I also want to ask about some kitchen mishaps and revelations. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to really go into this too much because I already rehashed it, but Burning lemons <laughs> on my stove was a revelation. It was a turning point in my life. You ruined your whole apartment. Yeah. For, actually, the smell went away faster than I thought it would. I have really high ceilings and... And high standards. And I have windows like on either side so I can create like an airflow situation. I bet that's good for your keto crotch. Oh, I didn't even think about using that. Yeah, I should just say <laughs> spread eagle, air it out. <sighs> okay, a couple of things that I did. I dropped a carrot cake on Easter. I half of it slid off of my <laughs> my. I spent okay. First of all, I was really channeling my dad. I'm like listening to Abbey Road. I'm like, you know, my dad died a couple of years ago. He always made carrot cake on Easter. I'm like making it just the way he did. And then I'm going to bring it to the fridge, and half of this fucking thing slides <laughs> off and falls all over the floor. I was like, it was. And not only did it fall on the floor, but cream cheese frosting went in like little cracks everywhere, like <laughs> under the fridge. I was like this is ridiculous there is no god um and then one time i left a cake at home for a party oh i love this I, w- I went to go cater a party and i went without the cake so uh luckily they were regular so they weren't mad at me and i made baked apples but then you offered it to a friend of ours who then did not eat it which that's I think true is then a I, human tragedy he's an idiot yeah um steven if you're listening you're a turd you're a huge polished turd and a turd polisher um, I made a huge catering order uh, one week early. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? I gave, like, Jesse one of the lasagnas. I brought a bunch of food up to Frankie's and gave them some of it. I was so upset. I ended up making zero money on it because I didn't make the whole fucking thing again. It was the worst. Oh, no. Um, yeah. And then a couple things I learned using dehydrated strawberries oh, for right, making right. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really love them. Don't care. Uh, started making that chocolate. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Starting making that chocolate nemesis cake all the time. Sure, sure. It's basically like fooge. 
Um, I fucking love my Instapot. Oh, I don't know if people know what the chocolate nemesis cake oh, is. Oh, it's like today. a fudgy, flourless chocolate cake. Um, from the River Cafe. From the River Cafe. They make it at Chamatant. I now make it for everyone. They make it. It's based on the flourless chocolate cake at Diner and like every restaurant. It's really good, though. In the United States. This one is really, really good, and it's really easy to make, and yeah. I love it. Um, and I love my Instapot. Have you used an Instapot? I've never used one. Dude, it's really worth getting. It's like a really great thing. I don't even have a colander. So I think step one for first me. they comes with the colander in it. What? Yeah. They comes with a small colander. You're kidding. I I am kidding. No, <laughs> I'm serious. I swear <laughs> I to like, God. Hey, I don't know what to believe. No, you should get one. They're great. Uh started making a lot of kanji at home in my Instapot. I'm not into that. You don't like kanji? I don't want the no. What's your problem? It's just smushy rice. Yeah. You don't like it? The texture, I don't. Oh, interesting. Oh, I really, really pegged you for someone who likes kanji. I would have plugged you for someone that likes kanji. Back <laughs> uh, off. Made a lot of crispy rice. Really, basically, my year was the full of rice. crispy rice was really good. Yeah. My year has been rice-filled. When we were working in an event. And I started using a lot of powdered cheese. Um, I, when I was home for Christmas, real, so this is my, my year of revelation about cooking is to trust myself a little bit more because I don't trust myself because I don't know how to cook. Mm-hmm. And also just, like, saying that you don't know how to cook is something that, like, I feel like is not allowed. Everyone's like, no, I know how to cook. Look at my Instagram. Like, everyone thinks right. that they're everyone really thinks good they cook. know how to cook. Um, so I'm, like, a huge rebel because I don't know how to cook. But this year I had at home at my parents' house I had to, like, kind of, like, on the fly come up with some random shit to eat because they, <laughs> for some reason, every time I go home, my parents are always like, oh, okay, now that you guys are here, I guess we'll go to the store and buy some food. And I'm like, you knew we were coming for so long. Like, I drove <laughs> for 12 hours to get here. You could have gone to the store like three times. Um, so at one point, I threw together this, like, pasta. It was like, I roasted cauliflower, um, and then there was elbow macaroni and corn. Ooh. And I just put it all together, and I made, um, like, almost like a catch, you know, like a Alfredo sauce yeah. out of the craft ground parmesan Ooh, yeah. and like the pasta sauce and it worked out really it was really delicious that sounds delicious and i put some chickpeas in there it was freaking good hell yeah um and i made sugar cookies which i haven't baked in oh, forever yeah. you texted me about that on christmas they were really good cool did you eat the raw dough of course yeah sugar cookie dough is good any dough is really yeah quite delicious mm-hmm. um do you have anything else to say <laughs> we have to get out of here uh we do have to leave um yeah i mean no, I guess we don't really need to talk about anything political because we're an entertainment podcast. Exactly. Just like Dolly Parton. Exa- oh, thank you for reminding me. That was my other podcast that I loved. Oh, right. Dolly Parton's America. Dolly Parton's America was great. Well, on a serious note, I am very happy that in this new year we got to come to Heritage Radio and be on the network. Mm-hmm. And um, after Breton died in that horrible piano, piano fire. <laughs> Just kidding, Brenton's alive. Um, <laughs> I'm really glad that you came and co-hosted the podcast because it's super, super fun, and I love doing it with you. Yeah, and you're I'm having amazing. a great time. It's really fun to be here yeah. and to stare at all the diners of Roberta's. This guy looks like he's getting set up for a date. Oh no, um, guys! Thank you so much, and please take the time to listen, rate, and review this podcast. And also, please uh, go check out HeritageRadioNetwork.org and seriously do some consideration this year into becoming a member and supporting the network if you. You like this show and you like the other shows you listen to it's a great thing to do with uh, a year's salary yeah just seriously consider it yeah though. don't actually <laughs> don't do it just consider it how else to make three months salary last forever <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys happy new year hope you liked our opinions hasta pasta life's banquet is powered by simplecast thanks for listening to heritage radio network 
Food Radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Or connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click at the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.